Man, I, I, we're going to do something a little different this morning. And uh, as, as we have been going into this series called Reality Check, this is what I love is, is just to allow God to be God. And, and, and this is his church. You're his people. And I had a whole different idea for today. Last week, Pastor Jerry spoke and he just, he crushed it, man. What an amazing message in this reality check series on a personal holiness. Man, I wanted to preach on something else. I had it all prepared, but a couple weeks ago, the Lord started just putting some things in my spirit because I've heard from so many people within a month of what it is that they are just, they are just hurting and they are just struggling. And when I, you know, I've come to learn that, that as a pastor, you need to know your people. You need to know where your church is. And I've come to learn that if it's a few, then it's probably many. So today, I think the, the, the reality check of today is this. Please hear me. That it's okay to struggle. Sometimes we struggle because we're struggling. Sometimes we get so, and I'm one who gets, I'm ups, I get upset with myself. I'm, what the heck is wrong with you? Sean, what is, what's wrong with you? What does it matter with you? Like, I, I struggle myself, not in a sense of sin, not in a sense of addiction, but in a sense of just me, myself, and I. I get in the way of me. I don't know if I'm just the only one, but I get in the way of me. I can get in my own head. And I'm just like, man, what is wrong? Why are you struggling? And then when you come to, to realize, wait a minute. It's okay to struggle. What I do in the struggle to get through the struggle is what matters. Church, I promise you, uh, there's moments that you have struggled. You may be struggling now, or you might struggle again in the future. Because it's not that we just struggle, it's Jesus told us you're going to struggle. So if Jesus told us we're going to struggle, and he gave us the blueprint to get out of the struggle, and today you're going to see David struggle. You're going to see Jesus struggle. Today we're going to have communion. Today's going to be a much different day. I'm going to speak. We're going to do worship. I've asked the worship team to just kind of unpack what we're worshiping. Then we're going to come back and talk for a minute. Then we're going to go back into a song. and We're going to talk a little bit. Go back into a song. It's just going to be one of those days that you can sit, you can stand, you can kneel, you can cry out to God. This is one of those days that this is what, this is what our hope is today, is that when you walk out of this church, something has shifted within your soul that hope has come in. Watch this, please. Hope has come in and just kind of taken over your inside. No matter what the circumstances on the outside, man, if my soul is okay, if I truly say, God, I trust you, if I really believe God is for me, if I really know God loves me, man, something can take place in the midst of the struggle that I can say, man, reality check, Sean, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to be broken. It's okay to hurt. But I know that it's seasonal. know that the dust will settle. And I know that God will see me through. I just want to read this. This is John 16, 33. I want to read it from New American Standard, then I'll read it from the Amplified. It says this, These things I have spoken to you so that, I love this, in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good courage. I've overcome the world. Can you put the Amplified up, please? This is Jesus speaking. Hey, Sean, guess what? In this world, you're going to struggle. Like, you're going to struggle. You're going to go through it. But I love what he says. Have I told you these things so that in me, listen, in Christ, here's the kicker to the whole day. It's in Jesus. In Christ, 
You have peace. You have rest. You have a perfect peace. In the world, you have tribulation and distress and suffering. In the world, there's going to be tribulation. There's going to be distress. That stresses. There's going to be suffering. But be, I love this, be courageous. Be bold. Be strong. Be confident. Be undaunted. This is what courageous means. Be confident. Be undaunted. Undaunted means unfazed. No matter the distraction, no matter the, the, the disappointments, sometimes life doesn't go the way we thought it should go. Sometimes, like, how did I get in the position I'm in, whether this is a self-induced due, due to sin, that we can ask for forgiveness and he grants us forgiveness because he's faithful, whether it's a tragedy, whether it's just the heaviness of the season, maybe it's everything all at once and I'm just mad, I'm going through it, I'm going through it, I'm distressed, there's a heaviness on me, this isn't my fault, there's a tragedy, whatever this looks like today, I promise you, today's the day, if you would, not worry about who's in front of you, not worry about who's behind you, not worry about who's to your right, not worry about who's to your left, that you would just come to a place to connect with the spirit of our living God and say, God, this is for me. This, this day was set up for me. I'm discouraged. I'm distressed. You can go down the list of suffering. I'm struggling. But Jesus says, listen, be courageous. Be undaunted, which means it's not going to phase me. I know the end. He will see me through. And then Jesus gives us a beautiful promise for I have overcome the world. Jesus, I've already gotten the victory. Overcome means to conquer. It means to gain victory. Jesus like, listen, in me, you'll have peace. You're in the world for now, and you're going to struggle. There's going to be seasons. But be courageous. Be confident. Be bold. Be filled with joy. Be unfazed. I love that. Be unfazed. Because I've already got the victory. I've already gained the conquering aspect to this. Come on, just bow your heads and let's just have a day today where the worship team is just going to lead us and they're going to talk to us and they're going to sing and then I'm going to speak and then they're going to sing and speak and it's just going to be a day where I believe this, that there will be a true, a true release today. I pray that you can plug into this. I'm just asking right now that Man, if you're comfortable, would you just raise your hands to the Lord and say, God, it's just time now. It's just time. This is ministry now, God, that you would minister to me. I'm not here to check a box in church. God, I'm not here just to be here. God, I'm here because I need you and I seek you. God, if I seek you, I'll find you, God. And I need you to speak into my life right now. God, I need hope. God, I pray that even in this moment right now, God, something changes in me. God, I'm plugging into this. God, I'm here and I want you and I need you. And I pray that you would speak to me in this moment. That even in this moment, I know that I'm never alone. I'm never alone. God, do something in my spirit today. That at the end of today, there is something that just comes within my spirit. Something fills me today of hope and joy. And my eyes are turned to you again. God, let there be a shift today. Lord, I ask that you would move just in a powerful, powerful way today. Let us get out of the way. Lord, let us get out of the way and just hear from you. Come on.
There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be and this reckoning I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Another in the waters Holding back the seas Should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Where another died for me There is another in the fire
Thank you for that promise today, Lord. God, that regardless of circumstance, Lord, that you have told us that you will always be with us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement to our hearts today, Lord, knowing that you are with us, that you are faithful, you are good, you are merciful. no longer slaves to sin anymore. God, thank you for our freedom today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we um, just start singing this next song, I really want to just take a look at the second verse. It just reads, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest night, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. And as I was listening to this song this past week, this second verse just really kept repeating in my head. And Nahum 1-7 came to mind, and it reads, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And when we think of the word refuge, the definition is, <clears throat> says to a place for shelter or protection. The goodness of God, it's not just a word, how we say good morning, good night. The goodness of God is an action and we see his goodness in his miracles. We see his goodness in his love and his mercy. And as I was listening to this, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. And as that kept repeating, I, it just reminded me about a few years ago, I was sitting at my dining room table just reading his word and the Holy Spirit just laid the song, The Garden by Carrie Job on my heart. And that song just talks about healing broken souls. And I didn't understand at that moment why he put that there, but every time it was done, listen to it again. Got over with, listen to it again. And I just kept saying, okay, all right. <laughs> and I didn't realize the storm that was about to come. that 
his still small voice just speaking to me that night. is what gave me hope. He knew what was about to come and he took that time to just to show me and to tell me that he was there. That he had me. That no matter what was to come, that we were going to see a victory through it all. And I remember him just, just repeating over and over, Katie, I have you. Over, Katie, I have you going to see a victory. I have you. And just to lean in on those words, knowing that no matter how broken I was, no matter how broken you are, or maybe he has you. For alone. Um, I was reading something this past week and it said the ache inside us serves its greatest purpose when it drives us to our knees in desperation, compelling us to seek comfort in the strong and healing presence of our Savior. This is God's glorious intent for every hardship we face. As difficult as it is to understand, God is at work even in our pain. And the word restoration just kept coming. He restores. He restores the brokenness. He brings the new. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And I just want to encourage you this morning that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you may face, God knows already. He knows your heart, and he is there, and he is holding you. It is okay to feel weak because in our weakness, he is made strong and that strength is what carries you through. So as we sing this song this morning, I just really encourage you to stay focused on how good our God really is. He loves each and every one of us. And he is so faithful. He is so kind and just. And he will get you through. I love you, Lord. 
please, you may have a seat. And then he came out and proceeded as was custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples also followed him. And when he arrived at the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Then he left, withdrew from there about a stone's throw. He knelt down and began to pray. saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. But yet not my will, but yours be done. And we're going to take communion and we're going to look at where Jesus himself struggled. Here we know that Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is forever. Jesus is God. And when we know that there was a point, Jesus here on the earth, that he had to go before the Father, and he knew the plan. Like, this was the plan. He knew, I am leaving heaven, and I'm going to put on flesh. I'm going to find myself to a place of the cross, because I need to be the sacrifice for sin. But that didn't mean it was just easy. Just, just because we struggle, it doesn't mean that that's easy. We see Jesus here, he was struggling. We just think, oh, Jesus just walked into the cross. This is a piece of cake. Like, oh, joy, laughter for everyone. Ha, ha, ha. Like, this, this, this isn't that scene. And I believe that Jesus was full of joy, and Jesus healed, and Jesus raised the dead, and Jesus ate with people, and Jesus had great conversation. And I bet there were moments that Jesus just belly laughed and was just but again, when you come to understand what it is to struggle, we have to see that this is seasons. And I love, I love to picture Jesus as just laughing. And I love to picture Jesus as just spending time and, and having fun with his disciples, having fun with people. It must have been fun to watch the joy when he raised from the dead. It must have been amazing to watch when someone was healed and they leaped for joy and there was just celebrating. Like, that must have been fun. That must have been amazing for Jesus. And there are certain seasons of life that we just love life. And there are seasons of life that it just, it's just, it gets you, man. You're just like, ah, whoo, whoo. Jesus right here. Hey guys, come on. It's the time. It's time. I need you to come with me and I need you to pray. And Jesus goes to, to a little bit further from them being alone and he just falls on his face and he just begins to cry out to the father. For he knew what it was going to take. He knew that he had to bear the cup. And that cup is the, the sin of all mankind. And he understood the consequence of him taking my sin and your sin. The consequence of that was God's punishment, his father's punishment. The consequence of that is for the first time in all of eternity past, he'd be forsaken by his father because of my sin and because of your sin. He knew this. Saying, Father, if you were willing, remove this cup from me. Not my will, but yours be done. 
Now an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthening him. And I love this because here's kind of point number one to this is when you know that you are struggling and you know that you are in a season. I love that Jesus was struggling. He was in a season in this evening and he, and he was just saying, God, is there another way? Is there another plan? God doesn't answer him except yet by an angel. And I believe in angels. I believe an angel could come and minister. I believe an angel had to come to Jesus to strengthen him. And I believe the word from the angel, the word strengthen, it means to be strong. Hey, hey, and I'm sure it was master or Lord as an angel is addressing Jesus as he knows Jesus. Jesus, listen, this is, um, you got to get up. You got to be strong for what's ahead. You got to finish what you started. Here Jesus is asking the Father, is there another way? And, and an angel shows up and says, get up. To strengthen him. Not, not for a plan B. Not for the back door exit. But to strengthen him to finish what was started. And I think some of the times we have to know our purpose and we have to know our plan. And there's times that we might be struggling and it might be due to your purpose and it might be due to the plan that God has for you and even in this this day you're here and listen finish what I've started in you I love it where God says I will finish what I started I will complete a good work in you my church I struggled I struggled with becoming a, a full-time minister I struggled with leaving a job that I absolutely loved I loved going to work every day as a full-time police officer being on the SWAT team and doing some amazing work and I loved it I loved it and it was hard for me to God says, there's a change in plan. I like my plan. And I feel strong in my heart that the Lord just continues to shine. You got to finish what I started here. You got to finish what I started here. Keep going. Stay strong. And you've got Jesus here. And the Bible says this, being in agony, he was praying very fervently and he was has sweat became like drops of blood falling upon the ground. You talk about what it is to struggle. You talk about Jesus, who was our Lord, when he, he, he struggled. So the reality check is, listen, we've got we've to understand what it is to be okay that I'm struggling. But what I do in it and how I get through it, it matters. I think a part of that is to know God's purpose and to continue in God's purpose and to continue in God's plan and to be steadfast to that plan that God has called you to. Don't be derailed. Don't be, get distracted. Jesus is like, listen, Father, is there another way? An angel shows up and says, hey, you need to finish this. There is no plan B. There is no plan B. As hard as it's going to be, please hear me. Jesus knew the difficulty. He knew there'd be that moment on the cross when the Father would forsake him, he knew this, and that was the struggle. I can imagine the angel going, Sir, as hard as this is going to be, and it's going to be hard, and you know this, the angel never tells Jesus what he doesn't know. I'm here to strengthen you because you need to finish this. And I think there's times that you know that there is difficulty ahead for the plan that God has for you. And that's okay. So did Jesus. You're in good company, right? So did Jesus. No matter where you're at today, I encourage you to stay 
steadfast and immovable. Abound in the work of the Lord. Stay on target. Don't get distracted. God will see his plan through. But if we can open up our communion cups and just be reminded again that you and I were the purpose to the cross. You and I were, were his purpose. We were, we were he who came to seek and to save that which was lost. We were Christ's purpose on that cross. And in that, man, there's a beautiful day that we get to stand before the throne knowing that we are innocent by the beautiful work, by the bloodshed of our king, so that we would be free, that we would be forgiven. And this was the price that was paid. Even in the midst of us seeing Jesus struggling, you and I are the result of his continuing. You and I are the benefactor of the angel coming to strengthen him and say, you got to finish this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We are the benefactor of God giving his son. And to realize, Jesus, I need to change focus here. I need to get in tune with you again. I've had so much. I've had so much interference. I've had so many distractions. And this is one of those moments, church, I hope that you can just not look around and not look at people and just that, that God by his spirit would deal with you in this moment to say, we're the distractions. Man, I've lost focus. And I'm struggling because I lost focus. Jesus, it really is only you. You've called me to love you with all of my heart, soul, and mind, and strength to know who you are and what you've done for me. For on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead, please. In the same way, he took the cup, the new covenant in my blood, is often as you drink this. Do it in remembrance of me. And in this moment, man, I hope that you can just clear all distractions and let God by his spirit begin to speak into your heart about things that have gotten in the way. And man, from here forward, you can stand, you can just sit. I pray that you just soak it all in today put aside anything and just allow God by his spirit to minister please come on
is just putting on your heart, go, man, I didn't, I didn't ask you to do this. Because we can get so heavy and so cluttered and so clouded and we think we're doing good service and we think it's for the Lord. And we come to a moment like this and we just say, Jesus, is it really all about you? so zeroed in and dialed in that I can say, Jesus, all I need is you. I know your faithfulness. I know that you are good. I know that I'm never alone. But there's just so much, and there's just so much, and there's just so much. And just honestly, just maybe today the Lord is like, well, I didn't ask you to do all that. Don't blame me. I didn't put that on your plate. be just a true release. So God, I have added so many things. And I say, I'm working for you, and 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 I'm doing it for you, and I'm doing it for you. And Jesus is like, really? You're saying you're doing it for me, but you've made it about you. It's amazing that when we cry out to the Lord, there's moments that he just impresses on our heart. Really, Sean, that's all for me. It really seems to be about you. And it's just like, you're the one stressed. But I didn't ask you to do all that. I'm just speaking from my heart. There's things that the Lord is dialing me in on for this upcoming season for myself personally. Sean, I didn't ask you to do Sean, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. I'm telling you very clearly, transparently, for me personally, this is deep for me because there's changes coming for me personally to what God has called me to. Not change churches, nothing like that. Don't get all Twitter on me. But just some personal things. Time I need to spend with him. My time with him is valuable what I long for. I desire my time with him. You see where Jesus just simply says, come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. What a beautiful invitation. That has a lot to do with rules and regulations and law, and that has a lot to do with the pharisaical heaviness of you need to do this and you need to do that, and you're out of line and you're out of bounds, you need to do this. Yes, there's a order, a moral order that we have to follow for sure, but not in the pharisaical way of I do this, I'm good with God. No, he just says, Come to me. All who are weary, all who are heavy burdened, in me. see in Psalm 56 where David struggled. You can read the Psalms and you can see places where David was just angry and David was was depressed and David was in a bad place. But the thing about David is this, is what we need to learn from David is that even in the times that he was struggling, there was amazing seasons of victory. There was amazing seasons that David was on his A game. There's amazing seasons that David was at the top, best, greatest king outside of Jesus. David was the greatest king in our history. 
but there were moments that David just blew it, blew it harder. There's moments that David struggled. But he writes Psalm 56 from a place of what to do while I'm in it and how do I get through it. And if we could just take this for, the, for today, if we learn this right here, he says this, Psalm 56 verse 9, this I know. God is for me. Church, what is it to know that? What is it to know that where David is? He's like, listen, I'm going through it. You got to understand this is a man who his sin, the consequence was to lose his newborn son. That's deep. That's tragedy. That's loss. It was on his shoulders. This I know. God is for me. This is David who lost many of his family, turned against him and betrayed him and tried to take his kingship. This is David that people turned his back on David. This is David who so many around him wanted to kill him. This is David who said, this is what I know. In all of this, in all of my wrong, in all of my mistakes, in all of my struggle, when everything is against me, this is what I know. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the alpha and the omega and everything in between, the one who always has been, the one who is everywhere all at once, the one who is all-powerful, the one who knows everything. There's nothing he doesn't know. This God, he's for me. <laughs> what if we got that just today? He's for me. He's not against me. He's towards me. May the Lord bless us and keep us. Let his face shine upon us. Let his grace be towards us. Let us lift up his countenance on us that we may have peace. That is number six. That is the blessing. That is a prayer. That says God is towards me. He is for me. He is my guard. He will bless me. And I'll have peace. This I know. That God is for me. Let this be the reminder of this day. And David says before that, he says this. When I am afraid. Church, this is what I want for today, truly, man. We've just been praying and believing that this is this. there's a shift in this. It says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in him. Watch this. I will put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust, and I shall not be afraid. What you do in the struggle and how you get through the struggle, to know, to know joy will come in the morning. This is seasonal. When I am afraid, God, I will put my trust in you. I will put my trust in your word. And I will not be afraid. For what can a mere man do to me? For I know that God is for me. Church, I want this to speak to you today. God is for you. If there's sin, repent. If you're in a place of distance, draw near. If there's so much in your world, clean it out. 
down to Jesus. For this I know. That God is for me. Come on. Before we get into our next song, I just want to read from Ecclesiastes 3. It says, There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under the sun. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And then one of my favorite verses is Ecclesiastes 3.11. says, He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. And some versions say, He has made everything perfect in His time, or He has made everything beautiful in its own time. But for right now, I just want to focus on um, verses 4 and 5, or sorry, yeah, verse 4. Um, it says, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And right now, today is about the struggle and about those who are going through it. And I want you to know that there is a time for weeping and there is a time for laughing. And everything is perfect in its time. And for those who are weeping and mourning, know that my heart, our hearts as a church break for you. The Lord's heart is broken for you. But in that, as Katie was talking about earlier, he restores. He's going to put the pieces of your heart back together. And soon there will be a time to laugh and there will be a time to dance. But until that time comes, your people need to encourage you. They need to pray over you. And you need to know that the Lord is good and he is kind. And he does not do anything without a purpose. And whatever it is that you're going through or dealing with or whatever may be coming, just know that he is a God who loves you and that he is for you. And then for those who are having a time of war in their minds, that there is a battle that we may not see, that your friends and your family may not see, know that the Lord sees it and he is fighting for you. There is so much in the spiritual realm that we will never see. There is battles going on all around us all the time. And guess who holds the victory? The God that we serve. And there will be a time of peace. It will come. You need to know that. And also for those who um, have been holding on to things, it's time to let go. If the Lord is knocking at your heart right now, saying, let it go, lay your burdens down, do it. Why hold on to them? He wants to carry your burdens. He carried the, the cross and died. Surely he can carry whatever it is you're dealing with. It's time to let the old things die. He's making all things new. He is faithful. And he is good. You can trust him. He will hold you. Whether you think so or not, he will. give life 
Speak. 
struggling with whatever it may be. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to tell a soul. But if you're here with people, with your friends, with your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, whoever it may be, I want you to just grab, grab, grab their hand if you're comfortable and we're gonna pray. Because the Lord is doing something in this room right now. Chains are breaking and freedom is coming and I can feel it. And this is what we do as a church, as a community, as a body of Christ. We do life together. We're not gonna just go through the motions and be like, oh, bad day, it'll be okay. No, we're gonna work through it. We're gonna get through it. We're gonna end it is what we're gonna do. We're gonna let the old things die and the new things come to life. So in Jesus' name, I just ask that everyone who is in here right now who is struggling with whatever it may be, God, you know their hearts, you know their desires, you know the struggles, you see it all. Lord, even if they have never mentioned a word of it to you, you know. Lord, I pray that chains would break right now, that there would be freedom that would arise in this house. Lord, I ask that you would encourage them, that you would give them a hope and a strength to continue to know that they carry power, Lord, in your name. They carry the power of the name of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that they would walk out of here today better than ever. Lord, I pray that they would walk out of here encouraged, filled with joy. Lord, that nothing would get under their skin. Lord, that nothing can steal their joy. Lord, I pray for those who are just looking at their life right now and wondering what happened, where did the time go, what am I doing? Lord, I pray that all the negative thoughts and all of the thoughts of um, disagreement with you, God, that they would cease, that all striving would cease. Lord, I pray that there would be healing in this house. I pray that peace would reign. I pray that in their hearts, Lord, that peace will reign and peace will reign in their homes. I pray for those who are married, God, that they would do this together. They would know that it is not one versus the other, Lord, but it is them and you versus the problem, God. You are holy and you are strong and you fill us with, with who you are, God. And I pray that right now in this moment, Lord, that there would be freedom, or that there would be healing. And God, we know Psalm 121 says, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He, will, he, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he keeps Israel, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever in Jesus' name. From this moment until forever, God, until we see your face, we are believing that you are doing a mighty work and you will not stop until it is accomplished. For Lord, what you have ordained, nothing can come against it. And we believe this in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for the families of those who are waiting to see others that they love come to you, God. I pray that it would be done. Lord, I pray for the families who are holding hands, for the friends who are holding hands right now, Lord, that they would be strengthened, that they would stand in this fight. Lord, you are so good to us. Lord, I know, I know that we will make it through because of what you have done.
Lord doesn't care how you sound. He knows your heart and he wants to hear it. So we're gonna do this with boldness and with confidence and in trusting that the Lord is faithful because he is. And when we walk out of this building today, it's gonna be different, but you have to want it to be different. You have to make it different. You have to want that. The Lord is already there. God is there waiting for you. It's on you. And he will, he's holding out his hand waiting for you. He's just waiting. So come on, church. There is no desert that your streams can't run to. There are no ruins that your love won't make new. You tell the wasteland, yes, that it will bloom again. Cause it's your nature. You are my child. 
lift your eyes to me. Remember who you are. You are a daughter. You are a son of the one true living King. So act like it. Lord, move in our hearts, move in this town. Lord, heal this land. God, I pray that we would see just a great revival. Lord, continuing, because I believe it's already here. Lord, I pray that the love for you would just grow by day, by night, God, and that it would spread like a wildfire, and that it would not be extinguished. Thank you, Jesus. service, there's just a, a sense that just says, don't quit, man. When you're going through something, you're either going to lean into Jesus or you're going to quit. One or the other. You are either going to lean into his love to say, I know that you're for me. And I know your nature is good. There's nothing that's happening that you're not aware of. For whatever reason, you're allowing me to go through this. I have to trust you. What if that was your sentence? For whatever reason, you're allowing me to go through this. I'm going to lean in to your love. We believe it when Jesus speaks in, in, in Matthew chapter 10. is just such a beautiful, simple, simple picture. He says this. I sent this to a dear friend this week. It says this. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? Two sparrows are, are has zero value. Two sparrows for one cent means they're there. There's no value to a sparrow. And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But then he says this is what Jesus says. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. So do not fear. So do not fear. For you are more valuable than many sparrows. Jesus says, listen, we know when a sparrow falls to the ground, the millions and millions and millions of sparrows, they're useless. They are valueless. You, I know the number of hairs on your head. This is how close I am to you. This is how intimate I am with you. I know you. I know you. You are more valuable than the sparrows. And then last passage is, is this. I want to read this to us. It's just timely. It's amazing. And it's sad. And the timing of this, and if this is you, or maybe you're here this morning, or maybe you can relate to this and it's and it's my encouragement is this is you just can't quit man you just can't stop pressing in you will either lean into his love or you'll say i tried that and it didn't work for me and you'll quit if anything through your struggle you need to get through it you need to get through it this morning having no idea, I'm guessing, I have no idea who this is, but this morning this was hung on our cross. You talk about 
having no consequences to life. It says this, and it's not to Believer's Chapel. This is a note to, to God. It says this, no matter how much you seek God or Jesus help, you can pray, cry, beg. He will not help, only make it worse. Everyone in my life has thrown me away. And this person closes with F you, God. That's, that's brokenness. That's a person who is damaged. That's a person who is hurting. That's a person who said, I tried it and it didn't work. Man, maybe you didn't write that. Maybe we can find ourselves in that note somewhere. say this to all of us so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love that you may watch this that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the the breadth the length the height and the depth and to know, I love this, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to the fullness of God, that you may be complete in him, that you may comprehend that Jesus loves me. He's never going to change his mind. He will never abandon you. He will never leave you. But he calls us to endure. He calls us to persevere. He calls us to never quit. He calls us to not fear. And he laid this foundation. I love you. Know that. Comprehend that. And you will be full. And you will lack nothing. Come on, big man, take your time and take us to a place, bro.
God, we're so grateful that we get to do this together. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence, Lord. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, everybody said amen, amen.